0: Welcome to Nausea Reviews. This is Brian, your host. Happy fucking Halloween for those of you watching or listening to this when it comes out. So today, I decided Pumpkinhead seemed fitting. Demons, pumpkins, technically a pumpkin patch. Stan Winston movie, who is like the creature effects god. This movie came out the same year I was born. I have no idea when I first watched it, or even saw the imagery of Pumpkinhead. But I can understand why I like it, because... He definitely took some inspiration from when he was working on Aliens, because Pumpkinhead looks a little xenomorphy, but with skin. Taller, though, other things happen, but we'll get into that later. So we have Lance Hendrickson as the main character. His name's Ed. He's in all of the stuff I said that he was in in Mimic 3, but I think in the near future we're going to do, I believe it's called Near Dark. It's a vampire movie with Lance Hendrickson, Bill Paxton. And uh, Jeanette Goldstein, I believe, is in that one too, which means it's probably a James Cameron movie. But enough about that. The only other person in here that I know from anything else is our old friend George Buckflower. And he was in Body Bags as a hobo. He's Hill Folk leader of the household here i think it's gonna make me want to watch they live again just because he's in it anyways let's get to the review stop talking about things i'm going to do tomorrow until later so *Pumpkinhead* is a movie about other than a show of practical effects that is amazing it's a story about loss and revenge lance's character loses something very precious to him and in his rage he calls upon help from this witch in a shack named haggis that makes pumpkinhead be a spirit of pure and evil vengeance against the people that wronged you and then some shit happens and uh we'll talk about that stuff in the overview is it a good movie fuck yeah it's a good movie i don't even care there's some really creepy shots some good shots only a few stupid jump scares but they're not even that bad because they directly right after them lead into a scary scene it's paced properly i'd say it's it's an hour and 26 minute long movie if it was paced poorly i don't know what the fuck you're doing at that point but you know we've had movies like that on this podcast that are short and don't know what the fuck they're doing but stan winston this being his directorial debut i believe uh he does a pretty fucking good job plus i'm a sucker for a creature that is portrayed practically the whole time and it's not just like you get to see its face and then an action happens, which that does happen in this movie. We'll get to it when we get to it. But you get to see full on compared to an average sized man. This thing is like, what, six foot tall? Not six, seven foot tall. I'm six foot tall and I'd still have to look up at this thing. So with that being said, let's get into the overview. So we start off in 1957 and we're at this family farm where little kid ed and his mom and dad are like you need to go to bed because some shit's about to happen tonight and you need to not witness it so a guy runs up or we see a guy running through the field and he gets grabbed but he gets away and he keeps running he comes to the door and asks ed's family for help and ed's family is like you need to go on and get before i have to shoot you and then ed's like why can't we help the man and the mom's like because fucking reasons child because reasons. But unfortunately for Ed, he looks out the window and he sees Pumpkinhead lifting this guy up by his neck. And the guy's just like hanging out there. Oh, did I mention that Pumpkinhead also has a tail? It's basically a skin. It's a xenomorph with skin. Kinda. But then we fade into Ed's face now, in the present, which is Lance Henderson's face. He does have like hillbilly fake teeth put in. Just his front two teeth. They're like bucked and chipped. I don't know why he needed those teeth, but... That's what he's got. And with him in his house, he's got his son, Billy, with him and uh, his dog, Gypsy. And he runs a store and he has his kid around when he does that. But we're not at the store yet. It's just he's looking over the ledgers for the store during this scene. And it's like it's like too much, like how loving he is of his son and how much his son loves him is like Hallmark level of can you see that they love each other? And they're the only thing in each other's lives. Can you see it? Yes. Yes, we can. Because Billy gives his dad a necklace that he made and he tells him a story. And the story is, it gets cut off, but the beginning of the story is basically about his son and how his son is a wonderful kid. And it's gonna, he's gonna take over the store when his dad gets too old. You know, lovey-dovey. It would be terrible if a horrific thing happened later in this movie. Type of scene, but then we get to the city folk, and they're like young. They're either they're like college kids, and they meet up at the store. And we have I don't remember all of their names. I don't care that I just watched the movie, but it's let's try to remember them now. We got Steve. We got Steve's brother Joel, who's a greaser piece of shit. We have Kim, Joel's woman. We have Chris and Tracy and Maggie. That's all their names. Maggie's with Steve, I believe, and then Joel's with Kim, and Chris is with Tracy. But they get to the store because they're going to this cabin to hang out for the weekend. I'm assuming it's the weekend. What the hell ever. So they have like dirt bikes and shit, and they're trying to get stuff to go to this party. Or they're trying to get stuff at the fruit stand so they can party over the weekend. I don't know why that was so hard to say. So when they're at the store, Joel's like, I'm gonna get on my dirt bike because I can't fucking wait five minutes to do whatever I want. And then old Buckflower, I think his name is... Mr. Wallace, but we're going to call him Buckflower because it's a way cooler name. And his kids, he's got a bunch of kids. One, The only kid that really matters to bring up is Bunt. I don't say his name right here, but he's the oldest. And one of the kids steals uh, Gypsy's ball that Billy was playing with. And then they tease him with the Pumpkinhead story because it's like a folk legend to these kids. And it gets so, 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 like, mean that Tracy and also while this is happening ed is remembering back to the site he saw as a child but tracy shuts that shit down because it's getting out of hand but he forgot to bring the feed for Buckflower, so he's got to go get the feed but he leaves billy and gypsy at the store the dirt bikes rustle gypsy and she runs off and then billy goes out to get gypsy and we got dirt bikers making jumps and little tiny kids because he's like just above toddler that size of child. And unfortunately, Joel fucking hits him. And then Joel's like, I've been drinking. I'm gonna go fuck off now and go to the cabin so nobody knows that this happened. And everybody's freaking out. The rest of the group... Well, Kim goes with Joel because joel basically no there's no basically about it joel pushes her and then is like get up we're getting in the fucking car and we're driving away If you're gonna have a corvette have the better year come on now stingrays are the best so the rest of the group is like we're looking for a phone we can't find the guy at the stand and then they're like go to the cabin where the phone is steve's like i'll stay here and wait for you guys and if the guy comes back up but ed comes back steve he's literally everybody in this situation is remorseful except for joel because he's a piece of shit he cares more about him than anybody else so steve's like in tears trying to explain trying to get a word in to ed to say how it was an accident but you know ed just gives him a death glare and walks away takes him home and then joel won't let them call for help he basically holds him hostage and he's got like he's on probation and he was drinking but it's a Fucking dead kid, so get the hell over it. Or a hurt kid, as far as you know. Unfortunately, we get back to Ed's house, and he's trying to like care for him, like wipes his face down with water, and then fucking goes to tell the story again. And Billy's dead in his arms, and it's it's sad. I'm glad they didn't do a de- death death gasp or anything. The kid was probably dead before he got to the house, and this is when he finally realized it. It sucks. Sucks real bad. But now Ed's dropping off the feed and he's asking. He's asking about uh an old woman that lives off in the woods that Buckflower might know something about. But Buckflower is like go bury your boy. It's real sad, but there ain't no lady out there that I can help you with. Unfortunately, but is a piece of shit little kid. And he's like, I'll tell you how to get there part way. Will you trade? Ed's like, I'll give you this $10. And the only reason that Bunt helps here is because he wants to see if the legend is real. Which is like, I know I called him a piece of shit, but it's just because he's a stupid kid not really a piece of shit i get it i if there was a legend of a murder creature like that and there was a chance for it to come up i don't know but i'd probably be tempted to help the guy just so i can see the thing but i wouldn't because fuck that I've Got a thing about dead people they need to be buried leave them alone so now we're at haggis's shack and the price is something powerful to do what he wants to do basically you sell your soul to get revenge so she talks about going to Razorback hollows which is a grave site and dig up something there ed's like how the fuck will i know what to dig up and she's like you'll fucking know and the reason he knows is because it's like this elevated plateau of dirt with nasty looking pumpkins growing on it and he just digs this dead body out of the ground and it is nasty but then we cut to the cabin steve is trying to take the blame for the kid to protect his brother joel and to get chris and tracy unlocked out of the fucking closet because they're locked in the closet now and they don't have a phone because joel ripped it out earlier when they were going to call for help <gasps> it's not like you hit him with your car on the road you were dirt biking off in the hills calm it down dude calm it down back to haggis and he need, she needs the blood of ed and the blood of billy and he, and she pours it into the decrepit corpse and it starts to burn. And by the way, her shack is like overly, this is a scary witch's house with like tarantulas walking around and there's an owl in there and there's skeletons and it's all lit in just by a fire. No cauldron though. But anyway, as Pumpkinhead wakes up, Ed passes out and he grows to like full grown in like seconds. They don't show that. It's a silhouette with a shadow, but I take that over a, any other way to do it. That's possible. But now it's morning time and Haggis is like, you're done here, Ed. It has begun. Ed, driving home with his son, has a hallucination that his son gets up and asks, What did you do? So he's got instant regret about his horrific decision. I'm not saying to not get revenge. I am saying to get the full story before you decide to take revenge. That's all I'm saying. I get that it's the only thing left. His wife is dead and all that stuff. I guess we needed to have a movie. He buries Billy, and then Maggie has basically snapped throughout this whole movie, basically. That's too many of those words at once. Once the kid got hit, she was crying from then till now. She's still in this catatonic state, but uh, she runs off into the woods because she has this thing about God. She thinks something's after him, which isn't wrong. But Steve goes to get her, but then Pumpkinhead grabs him, and it sucks, Sucks that he got grabbed first. But we learn that Ed can see and feel what Pumpkinhead is doing. So he gets flashes of Pumpkinhead slamming Steve against trees and stuff. Joel and Chris go out to look for Steve. Ed's decided that drinking's the, a good answer. But there's a cool shot where we have Joel, or not Joel, we have who the fuck's in the house right now? Okay. After Steve got grabbed, Maggie ran back to the cabin. So we have Kim, Tracy, and Maggie. Maggie's like, only God can stop this. And Tracy's like, I'm going to get some knives just in case God's not around. Good call. And she's walking past the window and Pumpkinhead just walks past too and nobody notices it. It's one of those things where, like, you might not notice it if you were watching. There's not, like, this huge music sting to show it. It just happens. It's, it's a better way to do it. But the two guys find Steve's bloody bandana. And they're like, have you found Steve? Have you found Steve? And they're like, no. And they open the door and it's like, hi, I'm Steve. Hung upside down. But it makes... Maggie run out and she gets grabbed by Pumpkinhead and Pumpkinhead claws her face because he's not just out to kill people. He's a sadistic, psycho, evil demon, the straight up evil demon that you just were like, come alive and kill these people, demon. You can have all your fun tricks. Ed goes back to Haggis's to be like, you lied, even though no one has lied to him from now. She told him that it was evil vengeance before before he gave the final go. And the witch is like, it'll pass. You just gotta let shit happen. But Ed's like, fuck this. I'm gonna kill this thing. Because I totally regret my decision. The witch is like, you think it was gonna be easy to kill fucking four or five people? Yeah, you get to experience it too, jackass. So this shows how much more of a sadistic asshole Pumpkinhead is. Because... Pumpkinhead has maggie grabbed by the back of the head and now joel and kim are in the cabin these people keep switching out and uh sh- she's still alive and she's moaning in pain and he just pushes her face up against the glass and like moves it around so everybody can see it and then just smashes her head through the glass and apparently her throat gets cut because there's a lot of blood after that joel goes out to do something and he sees that the, the bike is smashed and he's finally now trying to take uh, responsibility for his actions. And he's like, I'm the one you want. And uh, he comes back in. Kim's kind of freaking out. And then Pumpkinhead's like, there's more than one door to this cabin. And he's got like, he just walks in. And I, I think he, he smacks. If he doesn't smack him, he the dude's in shock too much. And Pumpkinhead just grabs Kim. And then goes up a real tall tree that doesn't even have branches. So it's not like anybody could go help and just fucking drops her right onto a giant boulder. Splat. Ed finally makes it to the cabin. The three remaining city folk run off into the woods, but they can't get any help, which is obvious because it's the beginning of the movie. And then they go to try to steal a truck just to make distance. And the guy's like, you'll need to get out of here before I shoot you. I can't help you We all can't help you Use this marked. But then Pumpkinhead shows up. This guy is a dog, by the way. Pumpkinhead shows up because he basically could teleport. There's no basically about it. He just shows up, places. And before it can do anything, Ed shoots it. He shows up. The guy with the dog and the gun runs away once Pumpkinhead shows up. Ed shoots him down. Then Joel goes up to it while Chris is like, You probably shouldn't do that, stupid. And Joel's like, I'm just going to check. And he shoots it in the head with his rifle. And then Pumpkinhead's like, yeah, I'm not dead. So he takes that rifle and he jams it straight through Joel's chest. So you can knock Pumpkinhead down, but you cannot kill him that easily. Now we get a scene where Pumpkinhead plays with a dead body for a few seconds. So that's fun. But the dog attacks Ed while... Pumpkinhead is playing with Joel's corpse and that that hurts Pumpkinhead so we know that they're connected and then Pumpkinhead fucks off. They make it to Bunt's house but they're not getting any help. But Bunt sneaks out and he wants to help. A because he wants to help. He hasn't connected that it's his fault yet. And then B he wants to see Pumpkinhead. Of course. So they're off to this old church. It's got like two walls up and a floor. And then Bunt explains to the kids how Pumpkinhead works which we already know because we watched it. And then the kids explain that It's after them. And then Pumpkinhead shows up in the doorway. And they think the church is going to help. And the only thing it really does is it distracts him. I've seen people say that the church slows him down or helps him. Or not helps him. Basically, they say it slows him down. And the only way it slows him down is he wants to destroy it. It's not like the power of the church is holding his evil energy back. He staggers a little bit. And then he walks to the church and he breaks across. This is when it shows his face move. And then a cross move, but he can fucking teleport. Didn't slow him down for shit. Because when they get back to the cars, they're all smashed up except for the bike that's perfectly not fucked with at all, just laying there. So Chris is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get on that bike," and he starts, but it don't go nowhere because Pumpkinhead has the chain in his hand and he just picks up that bike and throws it away like it's nothing. I mean, Chris is on it too, so he gets thrown away too. Uh, Tracy and Bunt run off at this point. Like Tracy doesn't want to, but Bunt's like, "We have to go. There's nothing we can do." And Chris is like, help me. But they don't because there's nothing they could do. So Ed grabs them. And they, they're they probably at Ed's house at this point. Because I don't know if they're at the cabin or Ed's house. Either way, it's got to be his house because he's got like his flamethrower thing he had earlier. Something I didn't bring up earlier because it wasn't a flamethrower earlier. It's like he turned it into one. So Chris gets stepped on by this giant ass, giant ass pumpkin demon. And then he's getting drugged somewhere. Tracy explains about Billy to Ed and Ed's not very remorseful but he is trying to kill this thing so it's one of those things where it's like they're both explaining why they did what they did and then instead of that being resolved pumpkinhead shows up with Chris Bunce hiding in a closet and this is a cool like scene it's this dog the dog jump scares us and Bunt. But then Bunt realizes after the dog starts to bark that Pumpkinhead's there so he hides in the closet and Pumpkinhead looks in the closet and it looks like he doesn't see him and then he goes to go away and then very quickly just comes back, opens the blinds and sees Bunt and grabs his ass. And the good thing about Pumpkinhead is, he's got a face, he smiles, he laughs, he revels in this death and destruction that he causes. He just looks like fucking xenomorphic skin. But Ed's starting to look like Pumpkinhead. His eyes and his teeth are kinda of getting sharp, but also Pumpkinhead starts to get Ed's face. So, we have one more person to kill, or two more people to kill, because Chris is still alive. And, uh, so the closer he gets, the closer they look the same, because they're becoming one. But Ed doesn't know that the dog bite did anything to Pumpkinhead. But now, he clumsily walks into a pitchfork, and it stabs him in the arm or the shoulder, and that makes Pumpkinhead drop bunt. So, new plan Ed is gonna run to his truck and get his pistol. Tracy. Starts to burn Pumpkinhead with the flamethrower. It does absolutely nothing. By this time, I think Pumpkinhead grabs Chris and is going to kill him. But Ed shoots himself in the head. Apparently not enough to kill him though because Pumpkinhead gets back up. Oh, I remember what happened. Pumpkinhead was going to kill her. He shoots himself in the head. It makes him collapse. He gets back up and he's going to kill Chris. And then Tracy just shoots the shit out of Ed ending this and then pumpkin head burns away it's cool because it's like they light the giant puppet on fire on set and we get to see it we cut to haggis burying the new pumpkin head vessel in the pumpkin patch and we zoom in on the necklace that billy gave him and then the movie ends so i really like this one i watched blood wings like last year i think it's called blood wings that's the second one can't find the third one so unless i find a variety pack somewhere we're not doing the rest of them anytime soon i don't even know how many there are but that's beside the point This one is really good. It shows off a bunch of practical effects, how you can make a creature seem real and act real in the world even though you know it's not. It's got like my favorite creepy sound effect of all time. It's also in The Thing and all this stuff. I love the sound effect. And you'll know the sound effect if you watch this movie because it's literally his entrance music. Anytime you hear that sound, you know he's around. It's kind of like the music with Jaws, at least in the first one, because John Williams is like, we're not doing this fake out shit. This music will only be played when the shark is present. And that's what they did here. But with a pumpkin dean so if i can't find near dark tomorrow i'll pick a different movie but that being said if you've stayed here this long to hear me talk about this movie you should definitely go check out sabrin's episode zero it's up on like google podcasts and um, apple podcasts and a bunch of different players i will have the link to her episode zero in the description Check it out. But also, I need to talk about my Instagram. I don't know how that was so hard to say. If you've made it this long and you've watched or listened to more than one of my episodes, why don't you uh, check out my Instagram where I'm going to be, like I said last time, posting all the notes for all the episodes. Also, you can recommend me movies that you'd want to hear my take on if you cared enough for that. And if I can find a solid way to watch them, then I'll I'll think about it. Also, I'm going to have... A movie marathon tomorrow because it's halloween and i don't have anything to do because it's sunday and i usually have a movie montage on halloweens so that's my thing the last two years it was puppet master but this year i think i'm gonna go random so if you want to see what movies i've forced myself to watch all day tomorrow i'm gonna be posting when i start new ones just for funsies so if you have if you're on there and you see a movie that i'm watching that you really like or hate Feel free to tell me why. And I kind of just need to grow my Instagram. I think I'm going to post most of my stuff on Instagram. I like it more than Twitter. (laughs) So with all that spiel done, I hope you all have a wonderful Halloween. Feel free to go on my Instagram and tell me how you celebrate Halloween. But all that being said, bye guys.